Well, it's my privilege to talk about excess this morning, and, and as you can see, there's a little bit of excess. I was just saying in the first service, it looks like my wife's wardrobe. Um, I call it my wife's wardrobe because I've got this little cubby hole, so that doesn't class as me having a wardrobe um, and all these suitcases and stuff. But excess, and, and, and if you look up on the screen, we've got this beautiful, I don't know, what, what psychedelic, when, when Pastor Ant sent me the slides, I was like, wow. Is this what it's supposed to look like when we have excess wine at communion? But apparently this is the, the colors that are in at the moment. These are the, 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 the season's colors. Wow. Okay. I think you might see Pastor Ants with his magenta shirt maybe next week. But excess. Let's talk about excess. Um, Lois and I actually had planned on being in the GC at this time to, to tr- sort of celebrate. Um, but, you know, who knows that when you've got children. Yeah. One dad's honest. Come on, it's all right. Father's Day's nearly over. You can you can speak what you what you got on your heart. But but how many of you know that 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 even when the kids leave the nest, that they still come and spend your money? Yeah, yeah. Amen. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I see that hand down the back there. It's all right. Yeah. It's it's funny because even my kids. I mean, their, their first word that, that came out of their mouth wasn't "mummy." It was "money." <laughs> money. <laughs> no, it's not "mummy," darling. Anyway. Anyway, but hey, we were supposed to be in GC, but that's right. We'll, we'll, we'll get there sooner or later. But I don't know if you've 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 noticed, but um, when you when you travel from one place to another place, there's an allocation on the amount of luggage that you can take, right? And and if we exceed that allocation, yeah, or the wives are like, yes, if we exceed that allocation, it costs us. Now, when I was born again, I, I, I'm sure I took on a little bit of Jew in me because I don't like paying a little bit more for excess baggage. I don't know about you, but I don't like paying extra, right? But when you take more than you're allowed, it's going to cost you. Yeah? Am I preaching to someone? I'll just let you on. Uh, the, the first service were a little bit mean to me. They were a little bit harsh because it was a little bit early. They, some of them didn't get breakfast and be like you guys did, so they were a little bit hangry. And we do have pies after the service, so I'll try and keep this as short as possible. But the Bible says you've got to love me, right? Yeah, amen. Amen. We do. All right, I mean, but, but if we take too much baggage, it's going to cost us. Like, I'm always conscious of how heavy our bags are when we leave this country, especially my suitcase, because for some reason even my suitcase has stuff put into it. I know that when we get back, from where we're going, my suitcase ain't going to be empty. My wife has this anointing to shop. Yeah? Any husbands? Yeah? I mean, she's just like, swipe, swipe, swipe. I tap her on the shoulder. Hey, you want me to hold your back? Swipe. All right, but she has this anointing. It's like, it's like Jesus' first miracle of turning water into wine. You know, one second it's water, the next second it's wine. And, and it's like our suitcases. One second it's empty, and the next second it's full. Okay? But carrying excess is going to cost me. You know, carrying the wrong things in your luggage is going to cost you. Um, we, we went to Phuket a couple of years back, and, and, and we, were, we were flying from Auckland to Sydney to Singapore to Phuket because a direct flight to Thailand was going to cost me extra. And I'm a little bit Jew, right? So we're, <laughs> we're on the flight from Sydney to Singapore, 
And they hand out, you know, it's, it's that time of the flight, and, and they hand out the, the declaration cards, you know, who you are, your, your passport number, where you're going, what's your business. And in, and in big, bold letters at the top of the page, it said, anyone caught trafficking drugs will receive the death penalty. Have a nice day. I was blown away. I mean, I'm from New Zealand. We've got rights, you know. We've got human rights here. But see, if you take the wrong things in your luggage, it can be fatal. Yeah? This morning I want to talk about consequences of carrying things that we shouldn't. Maybe a little bit heavy for a Father's Day message. Maybe you're expecting, you know, rainbows and unicorns for Father's Day. But it's all right because we're going to feed you with pies and Coke later. All right? Unicorn flavored. <laughs> no unicorns were harmed in the. <laughs> but there are consequences for when we take excess baggage. Yeah? How often do we stop and check our bags? How often do we stop and check how much we're carrying? Yeah? Because when you carry excess, it's going to slow you down. It's going to slow you down. I don't know if you've noticed, but you know the last person that hops on the plane? You know everyone's on the plane and they're sitting there. They've been sitting there for 20 minutes. And that guy, you know that guy? Yeah, that guy? The guy that's keeping the plane from taxiing? I don't know. Have you ever been that guy, Pastor Ernst? You know, because they had to stop in a duty-free? Yeah, that guy? They had to pick up some extra stuff along the way, Right? And if we're honest, we're sitting in the plane and they walk in and they're like, we're like, right? Wishing that the plane had already taken off. And it's funny because you see them, they're briskly walking down to the plane with all their baggage. Extra baggage, right? And then the attendants have to help them stuff it all into the bins, right? And then they're the first people to go to sleep. Yeah? And we're sitting there with our arms folded in an attitude. We should have left them behind. Right? But see, excess baggage will slow you down. That guy. I don't know if has anyone ever been that guy. Be honest. It's okay. No one's going to say anything. That's all right. I'll move on. But when you accumulate things on your journey, it costs you. It's going to cost you. Don't think that you're going to get away with it. It's going to slow you down, you're going to get tired, you're going to get weary, and the consequence is that you become an easy target for the enemy. Maybe that was a bit harsh for a Father's Day message, right? You're going to become an easy target for the enemy. Turn with me, if you've got your Bibles, turn with me to Deuteronomy 25. It's going to come up on the screen the authorized version. Thank you, guys. It's funny, you know, the, that, that psychedelic sort of, you know, season that we're coming into. Seeing that pink, all that magenta. Deuteronomy 25. And God is talking to the Israelites. And uh, Moses is reciting the law that God's given 
the Israelites. So, so, that, so they've come out of Egypt. They've spent 40 years in the wilderness, right? And, and, and they're on the east side of Jordan, the Jordan River. Okay, so they're, they're getting ready to move into the promised land. And then God says this, remember what Amalek did to you on the way as you were coming out of Egypt. How he met you on the way and attacked your rear ranks or the stragglers at your rear when you were tired and weary and he did not fear God. Now you're probably wondering who this Amalek guy is. Amalek is the grandson of Esau. Right, so Jacob and Esau. Uh, Jacob, Jacob and Esau were, were brothers. They were Isaac's sons. Um, but they were also enemies. You know, um, uh, Jacob, Jacob cooks a boil up and, 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 and Esau's out hunting and, you know, he comes home and he's, he's starving. He's hangry. Like some of the people in the first service were hangry this morning, right? He's hangry and, and, and he says to his brother, Jacob, can I have a feed? And he's like, give me a birthright and you can have a feed. He's like, don't be silly, just give me a, he said, you give me your birthright, you can eat all the boil up you want, right? These guys, okay, so it's Jacob and Esau. And in fact, the Bible says that Jacob was so fearful of his brother Esau that when he went to meet him, he'd line his, 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 his household up from the least important to the most important. So if, if Esau decided he wanted to kill the household, he'd start with the least. Okay, so you could say there's a bit of history between the Amalekites and the Israelites, Right, that their granddaddies just sort of didn't get on, and I'm hoping that that you get the point that that our father's enemy doesn't come to congratulate us, hand out crunchy bars to us, right, pat us on the back, and send us on our merry way. Right, our father has a history with his enemy. Jesus said that the thief comes to. Hand out crunchies, pat you on the back, right? No. The thief comes to steal, take from you. He comes to take from you, to kill or stop God's promise moving through your seed into the next generation and destroy, which means to pull down what God's already built up. And what God, I guess, is saying to the Israelites here is that you come out of Egypt. Anyone come out of Egypt? Yeah? We're all on a journey, right? You've come out of Egypt, but you've picked up some baggage along the way. Maybe you stopped in a duty-free along the way. Maybe you bought something from Egypt you shouldn't have. Right? And because you're dragging all your excess baggage with you, some of you got left behind. And because you got left behind, you became an easy target for the enemy. And he took you out. And now after 40 years, you're getting ready to go into your promised land. So please don't make the same mistake as you did last time. Because when we get over the Jordan, it's not going to be unicorns and rainbows. It's going to be battle on. And you can't fight the enemy with your handbags, with your bottle of bourbon in your duty-free bag, because I need you to hold a sword. 
It's funny, you know, I, mean, you know I, I sit there and I think, why didn't God just say, don't take any extra baggage? Right? Simple. Why didn't God just say, hey guys, don't take any extra baggage with you? Would have been easy. But what I find is that excess baggage is picked up when we put down what God says. Automatically. By default, when you disobey what God says, you pick up baggage. Yeah? So, so Adam had one job. One job, Adam. One job. What did God say? Don't eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And so what did Adam do? He listened to God, right? Right? He listened to his wife. No. Amen. <laughs> right? He blamed his wife. No, see, the Bible says that he ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And guess what he picked up? Fear and shame. Automatically. Because it says that he makes them clothes out of fig leaves. This new fashion motif going on. And then he hides from God because he's fearful. God says, where are you? He says, I'm hiding. Not a very good hider. Right? Why? Because I'm afraid. And I was naked. He picked it up automatically because he put down what God said. You ever realize or have you ever noticed that when you tell a child not to do something, they do it? Have you noticed <laughs> you ever tell an adult not to do something and they do it sometimes? Yeah? I mean, um, my oldest boy who's not here, so I can say my oldest boy. When he was like five or six years old, I said to him, don't touch the stove. I've just turned it off. You know, it was like that. It was like, don't touch the stove. Because he's a boy. I lay it out in plain English for him. I've just turned the element off. I won't be a minute. And I take off and do something. And I come back. And he's got this weird look on his face. You know, this. And his countenance has fallen. And I feel like God talking to Adam. And I'm like, did you do what I commanded you not to, you know? Like, did you touch the element? And he holds up his two fingers. He's got these two little burns on his fingers. You see, um, Adam's son, Cain, does the same thing. So Cain and Abel, they, the Bible says they bring their sacrifice to God. And, and, and Cain brings produce, something that he's produced from the ground, fruit. Produce to God, and then, and then Abel brings to God what only God can produce, right? And God's cool with, with Abel's sacrifice, but he's not cool with Cain's sacrifice, right? And then God says to Cain, why are you angry? Why is your countenance fallen? He said, if, if you do well, you'll be received. If you don't do well, sin lies at the door, and his... His desire is for you, but you will rule over him. Pretty cool advice coming from the maker of heaven and earth, I think. And what does Cain do? He lays down what God says, and he decides he's going to pick up hate, bitterness, jealousy, anger. I mean, he wasn't this cute kid that accidentally killed his brother. The Bible says that he was talking with him in the field, and then he killed him. That's a little bit more twisted than just killing someone. That you have a conversation with them first. Because he put down what God had said. 
Go to Exodus chapter 17. We're still in the Old Testament. I know some of you are thinking, why doesn't this guy ever preach from the New Testament? Because it's King James Version, maybe, I don't know. Well, we're going to get to the New Testament, don't you worry. But Exodus chapter 17, and we're going to start at verse 8. It's going to come up on the, on the screen there. And it says, now, this is, this is the battle that Deuteronomy 25 is talking about. It says, now, everyone say now. Because the enemy will wait for an appointed time to pick you off. Right? That's why he waited for Jesus to fast for 40 days before he showed up. He didn't show up at his baptism. All right? The enemy's not going to show up while you're at church with your hands in the air. He's going to wait to pick you off. When you get tired and weary from dragging your bags, he's going to pick you off. All right? He's not here to give us crunchy bars. Okay, so Moses, this, this is Moses. I've just come out of Egypt and they're heading to the promised land. Who's left Egypt and is heading to the promised land today? Yeah? Because we've all, at one point or another, walked out of bondage, and we're heading to the promises that God has for us. It says in Exodus 17, Now, Amalek came and fought with Israel in Rephidim. It's funny that the name Rephidim means resting places. And it's funny because the enemy will wait till you're at a place where you need a rest for him to pick you off. And Moses said to Yeshua, choose us some men and go out. Fight with the Amalek. Tomorrow I'll stand on top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. So Yeshua and, uh, did as Moses said to him and fought with the Amalek. And Moses and Aaron and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And so it was, when Moses' hand held up his hand, Israel prevailed. When Moses held up his hand, God's people prevailed. And when Moses and when he let down his hand, the enemy prevailed. When Moses held up his hand, God's people prevailed. When he let down his hand, the enemy prevailed. But Moses' hands became heavy, so they took a stone and put it under him. And he sat on it. And Aaron and Hur, and just for the record, Hur is a he. All right. Aaron and Hur supported his hands, one on one side and one on the other side. And his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. So Yeshua defeated Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. Two cool things happen when you let go of excess baggage. You try for yourself, hold 10 kilos out here by a rope and get someone to cut that rope. What do you think is going to happen? The excess falls to the ground and your hands go straight up. Yeah? Sometimes we, we exert more force dragging our bags than we do with our hands raised towards heaven sometimes. Just saying. you got to love me. It's okay. But sometimes we exert that much force on carrying bags, but we don't want to exert the same amount of force to lift our hands towards heaven. You remember the, the parable of the two debtors where if, if much is forgiven, then they show much love, right? So, so, so the higher your hands are, it seems to me the more excess you're throwing away. As long as Moses' hands are up, Yeshua's sword is effective. 
Did you catch that? Yeah, because Joshua is, is the, the name Yeshua, right? Jesus in Greek, we know as Jesus, right? So as long as Moses' hands are in the air, Yeshua's sword is effective. What are you carrying in your luggage today? You ever seen those Border Patrol programs where, you know, if they want to check your bags and you're lugging all these suitcases around, they want to check it, they, you put it up there and they say, did you pack your bags? Were you responsible for, for packing these bags? Right? And you're like, yeah. Do you know the contents of your bag? You know, and I, I think that the Word of God should be our customs, Right? that we should use it to filter out the things, to find out the things in our lives that we need to get let go of. I mean, I don't know what you're holding on to. It's not, none of my business, but it's God's business. Because God doesn't want you to be a straggler. God doesn't want you to be dragging behind everyone else. You're the head and not the tail. The Bible says you're above and not beneath. That's the God that we serve. Do you know what you're carrying today? It's funny because a baby never comes into the world with anger. Right? They're not born angry. A baby's not born jealous. A baby's not born with anxiety. A baby's not born with hate. These things are all picked up. They're sitting at the duty-free shop waiting for you to pick it up. These aren't natural to us. These things that we can stuff in our bags aren't natural. We weren't designed to carry them. That's why they've got to go in a bag. What have you picked up on your journey? You know, I regularly check myself with God and I'm like, Holy Spirit, if there's anything that I've picked up that I shouldn't have, show me. All right? Because the Bible says that the Holy Spirit is our teacher. That He will teach us all things. So it's only fair that we should go to Him first. First Peter 5.8 says this, be sober. So in other words, don't be intoxicated by excess. Be vigilant. We've got any vigilantes in here? Going to take their land back. The promised land. Come on. Right, because there's giants on the other side of the Jordan. And we can't fight giants when we've got bags in our hand. We need the sword, the Word of God. Be sober and vigilant, be vigilant, because your adversary, everybody say mine. Yeah, your adversary, your adversary, your adversary. You're probably sitting there thinking, well, how did I make an enemy? I mean, I come to church regularly, I pay my tithes, I sing and worship, I put my hands up. I mean, Peter would know more than anybody, right? Yeah? 
He was the guy that Jesus said, I'll give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And then he puts on his big boy's pants and then Jesus rebukes him and he says, get thee hence, Satan. If anybody knows about the enemy, it's this guy, Peter, that guy. Your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. I wish I could tell you that it was all rainbows and fun and games. I really wish I could. But I see too many of my brothers and sisters being knocked off. Too many fall short of their promise in God. Not today. You know, please don't make the mistake. You know, here at church, we, we, we encourage uh, life groups and, and connect groups and we really encourage because sometimes you need an Aaron and a her to hold your hands up when you're reaching towards heaven. I got that. I got that. But don't make the mistake of letting people hold your baggage because they'll get tired eventually. They'll lose interest because it's not their baggage. And then you'll come crashing down and start blaming the church for it. But we're there to hold your hands up if you're holding your hands to heaven. Sometimes we just need an Aaron around us or a her around us or a him around us. Just somebody to help us hold our hands towards heaven. What's in your suitcase this morning? Let's pray, eh? Holy Spirit, you're our teacher. I pray today that you would reveal what's inside of us that's excess. I pray that you would reveal what's inside of us that needs to come out. Lord, I pray that there'd be people that would would get around others that, that are struggling to hold their hands towards heaven because their hands are getting heavy. Lord, I pray that you'd cut the string on that baggage that people are holding in their lives. God, would you show up and would you show off in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.